This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. This is Mental Health Moments, the podcast dedicated to breaking down barriers and sharing your stories. Brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Hello and welcome to another edition of Mental Health Moments brought to you by 105.9 The Region. I am your host, Phil McCabe. This podcast, in my opinion, is designed to share as many stories as humanly possible and really shed some light on what mental health is and what it means to various people. Today I've got a very special group of guests. I've decided to assemble a bit of a panel of sorts. They're all relatively important to me. I won't tell them which one is the most important. I'll let them figure that out. But joining me today is my father, Jean-Marc McCabe, and then both my brothers, Alex and Nicholas. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey there. How you doing? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Phil. Absolutely. So since this is a mental health show, I will, I'll go around the room here. Al, I'll start with you. How are you feeling through all this pandemic? How, how do you think your mental health is right now? Fine, I guess. Most of the time, kind of bored, kind of missing people like you guys who we don't get to see very often anymore but mostly fine I would say. That's a a response that I hear a lot when just in general conversation with people that everyone's kind of fine but I'll ask the other two regardless. Nick how are you feeling buddy? Uh, Not too bad actually the pandemic had some upsides for for me because I um, you know for the previous year I was working like you know 50 plus hours and I spent like nine months uh napping and hanging out with my daughter and making dinners that were just drenched in butter and doing all just basically being lazy for like nine months it was pretty awesome so uh last but not least Jean-Marc dad how are you doing what encourages me is to keep looking at how lucky I am for how things have worked out work-wise everything's fine I get to live in a comfortable house I get to live with somebody I get along with so um, it makes me very grateful because for so many other people, uh, those same circumstances could be an awful lot less pleasant, I'm sure. So I am grateful for even though things kind of suck, they, um, they could suck so much worse. Well, and that's a, that's a very enlightened way of looking at it. You know, there's so many situations, so many one-off scenarios that could make this pandemic worse. The reason I brought all of you on here is because I wanted to form a panel of sorts, and all three of you have something in common other than being related to this wonderful radio personality. You're all dads, and you're all in different stages of being a dad, being a parent. So with this being a mental health show and all of you being dads, I'm just going to ask a broad question as humanly possible. Does being a dad have both negative and positive impacts on your mental health? Let's start with Dad, and uh, keep in mind there's three of you to answer, so be as succinct as possible. Dad, does it impact your mental health? Being a dad, uh, well, being a dad and now being a grandfather, uh, being physically distant from you guys and your families and your spouses, uh, yeah, that's been a huge impact, and it's impacted, it's, it's affected me a lot. Even for, I'm sure we remember uh, having to go through the passage of my mother, your grandmother, and being apart from each other. That that was rough. And I'm getting kind of choked up now thinking about it. Yeah, be, being a dad's got the that extra challenge, but then again, the extra reward 
of uh, of knowing that there are these uh, these great connections with three great guys. Okay, and I'll uh, I'll shift the focus to you a little bit because I've heard you be annoyed with your children, be annoyed with your circumstances, and talk about how exhausted you are and so on. But the flip side is, I've also heard you say, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Can, can you explain the two sides of that coin and how there is positives and negatives to, to being a parent? Uh, well, the way I've always looked at it, and it's um, something a dude I used to work with told me when I first told him I was going to have a baby the very first time. And he said, congratulations, your life will always have a meaning now. And that's always stuck with me because once the babies came, then it, I knew what I was doing. I was being their dad. And that was really the only thing that mattered at all. And so now it's just like you said, it's good and bad, but the good far outweighs the bad. Like I would rather be tired all the time than not have that sense of purpose that they give me, I guess, is the best way to put it. No, And, and that makes perfect sense. Um, Nick, in your intro about your mental health, you talked about how you went from working just ungodly hours nonstop to being able to spend that that months and months with your daughter, Kennedy. Can you try and explain what kind of shift in your mental health it was to be a nonstop workaholic to just being a stay-at-home dad, for lack of a better word? Well, I mean, to say it's more relaxing is is kind of an understatement, but like even you know, even when I was working the the most I ever had with like an hour and a half commute on top of 10, 10 to 10 to 14 hour days as a, as a pretty regular occurrence. There's actually something that dad, Jean-Marc, for those of you familiar with him, said to me, because I was getting a little bit discouraged about like the little amount of time I was getting to see my daughter and she was starting to smile and laugh. And I was just always at work. Um, and I was a little bit discouraged. And dad said to me, like, yeah I mean she you know it would be great if you could see those things and but right now she only needs one of you at home she would you know where she needs you to know what she needs from you lights food clothing it was my role in my daughter's life to kind of bring bring home the bacon so to speak so that kind of that keeps you going it keeps the steps you know the steps going uh and then just to be home spending time with her was just we got to really reconnect and then she started developing quite the little personality so it uh it, it, yeah it helped a lot it just it changed the dynamic of my relationship with her. from the outside looking in i'm glad that all three of you have noted that there is negatives to this that there is drawbacks that you're always tired exhausted etc etc but the positives seem to far outweigh it uh shifting gears a little bit al before we did this interview you made the joke that we were gonna have a conversation about palestine versus israel which we are not going to have on the podcast but it it okay good it brought up a, a thought process that i thought would work well for this show and dad this is kind of directed at you since you've lived through unfortunately several world-altering events being a dad was seeing things like the the massacre at a call polytechnic or 9-11 or the boston bombing how how do you handle that as a dad and do you try and shelter us from it or do you try and have an honest conversation about these awful things that have happened on 9-11, I'm really grateful for having stumbled onto a public service announcement from Mr. Rogers. He was pointing out under these circumstances, the most important thing that kids need to know is that they'll be okay, that mom and dad will be okay. 
And uh, so I tried to, after uh, 9-11 and the days immediately following that, I tried to keep to myself my own fears as to what might be happening. And with you guys, I tried to keep the focus that right here, today, tomorrow, all of us, we're okay and everything's okay. And it's unfortunate what's going on. But when the towers were coming down, it was really scary what was going on. And I was re- I was really afraid. And to try to keep a brave face with you guys was, uh, was, a, was a challenge. And, um, and then when I see this pandemic coming along, I can imagine that you guys have a similar concern with your own kids, you know, making sure that they know that everything's going to be okay. With the evolution of the COVID-19 pandemic, did you guys feel like you had to keep your kids sheltered from what was happening? Like, I know uh, Nick Kennedy is a little bit too young to, to grasp what's happening, but Al, with, uh, with your children, Paige and Hudson, were you and your partner trying to expose them in an educational way or were like, did you just try and keep them as far removed from it as humanly possible? No, I, well, we tried to just be honest with them, right? I mean, they can't live in a bubble, even though we're all supposed to be living in a bubble. But with things like that, you have to have those conversations. You don't have to set out to terrify them and be like, if you go outside, you'll get sick and die. But they do need to know what's going on and why we can't do certain things, why we can't go see Grandpa and Barry and stuff like that. So we try to be honest with them about stuff like that. If I can just continue another really tricky conversation I've had, mostly with Paige, because she's older, but the uh, the racism and stuff, because mm. she, she had no idea about that. And then why are those people throwing those bottles at that building on the news and stuff? It's like, well, here's why and stuff. So... <laughs> try to be honest with them as much as possible while not uh not distorting their little innocent world views too much no and, and that makes sense because again i'm not a parent so i i can't possibly grasp how it is to handle those situations but i can certainly see that you don't want them to lose their innocence but you also don't want them to be unaware of the the world around them they need a healthy amount of fear healthy amount of fear like the diet coke of fear and and an understanding of what's going on things like this is the way some people see the world this is the way they see each other as you were saying that al i was i was racing back i was born in 61 so i was her age in the days of the kennedy assassination and martin Mm -hmm. luther king etc and the race riots all over north america and the vietnam uh controversies and so on and i remember as a kid that was really scary i vaguely remember words to the effect of that's the way that you know some people hate and this is the way they behave and our job is to not hate and to uh and to not get wrapped up in that uh you know i didn't get to face those kinds of things on a day-to-day basis except on the black and white tv with no cable with no cable, the humanity, Jean-Marc, the humanity. We're running out of time here, but I have a a tradition on this show that I'm going to ask all three of you to indulge in. We'll start with you, Dad, slash Jean-Marc, for whoever wants to know his real name. Um, Someone out there listening that's going through a hard time, that's struggling, that's just feeling down, feeling low, what would you like them to know right now? I'd like them to know that somebody's thinking about them. And what I'd like them to do is if there's somebody that they know that they care about, actually pick up a phone and call them rather than sending them a text. Just say, hey, I haven't spoken to you in a while. How the heck are you? 
that's something I've been trying to do about once a week for the last uh, six months or so. And it's always a very, a very positive, uh, positive uh, experience. So just know that somebody out there is thinking about you. Nick, someone out there that's struggling, that's having a hard time, what do you want them to know right now? Uh, just to take it one step at a time. There's no point, uh, no point trying to look at every single thing that's, that's going wrong or not going right in your life. Uh, start with something simple. You know, when you wake up in the morning and feel like absolute crap, just take a shower. And if you do nothing else, at least you got that done. And then tomorrow, take a shower and maybe put on pants. And, and the day after, maybe pick up the phone and, you know, and call for a job interview somewhere. Just take it one step at a time and, you know, it, you'll, you'll, you'll step your way on out of whatever's got, whatever's going on in your life. You're eating an elephant metaphorically, of course, one bite at a time. Isn't that right, dad? It's a spoonful of elephant, Bill. Excuse me, a spoonful of elephant at a time, which is a gross analogy, but we'll close with you, Al. Someone out there that's struggling, that's having a hard time. What do you want them to know? Uh, just, it gets better. Even if you don't think it will, it will. Just like I said a few minutes ago, just keep grinding. You'll come out of it. What a perfect note to close on. Gentlemen, thank you all for being here. Uh, I am a little bit concerned that Dad only calls us once every six months. But that's neither here nor there. Thank you for joining me on the show, guys. No problem. Happy to do it. We're going to get paid for this, right? Uh, You will get paid in respect and admiration. From who? This has been Mental Health Moments, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health concerns, contact a local agency near you. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. to New Music on the Region, an interview-based podcast that showcases new music and provides industry insight. I'm your host, Christina Lavecchia, Music Director at 105.9 The Region. Whether it's a brand new talent or an established artist, we bring you conversations with performers from York Region and beyond. I've been dreaming of becoming a musician since I was a kid. Now at 51 years old, I've made my dream become a reality. Uh, Music is my passion. Like in this studio, I come here and it's like my happy face comes on. At my age, I'm proof. Do not give up on your dreams. That's Dominic Neshi, who is from right here in the region. New to the music scene, Dominic has released a few tracks and is ready to live out his lifelong dream of being a musician. The singer-songwriter who lives in Maple with his family is taking us along that journey with him. Our chat with Dominic is coming up on New Music on the Region podcast. We made it this far. 1059 The Region. Listen for free using the TuneIn app, the 80s, 90s, and now. Plus, your only source for truly local news, the TuneIn app, and 1059 The Region. This seems like a long time that you've been gone. Memories last forever. My heart will beat on. Heaven. That was a little bit of Heaven Took Another Angel by Dominic Neshi. We premiered the song yesterday at the region with Jim in the morning and Amber in the afternoon. But we will be re-airing it right after our chat today, so be sure to stay tuned for that. But first, I have Dominic on the line with me now. Hi, Dominic. How are you? 
Good. How are you? Good. So before this interview, we had a chance to chat a bit. Um, you had mentioned that during the pandemic, you reconnected with your love for music. What made you want to get back into the music industry 20 years later? It was always a dream of mine to be uh, a musician. And uh, so much going on at the time. And uh, we had just suffered a loss. One of our family members had passed away. Then COVID hit and... Uh, it was just something that I always wanted to do. And when I had the opportunity, I just, I started writing a, a few songs and, and one thing led to another. And from one song led to a few more songs. And I have a list of a, a few songs now that I have written. I still have to record, but uh, I was able to record Heaven Took Another Angel. That single you released in April. What was the inspiration behind the track? The inspiration was the memory of losing my brother-in-law. Words that I was not able to say at the time uh, when he had passed away, um, I kind of wrote them down and, and they ended up becoming song lyrics, which I turned into a song. For this song, you teamed up with music producer James Nickel from Cleveland Sound Lab, which is based right here in Woodbridge. How was it working with James? James is great. James helped me out so much. He, he made it fun. Like, the first day I stepped into a studio, it was like I felt at home. It was unbelievable, and uh, it was great. It, it, it's hard to explain, but the, the sheer happiness that came from me and the energy level that he brought, and he actually pushed me to my levels of performing to become a better player, singer, and let the song come out the way it did. I credit him for the help and everything he did to help me get to this point. And considering it, it's such a personal song as well, so I'm sure that helped. Yes, it did. And um, you play instruments as well. You were mentioning to me before the guitar, and is this something that you incorporated into the song, or is it a band? Or No, the guitar, I play acoustic guitar. I'm self-taught. Um, over the years, uh, I uh, was able to teach myself how to play through online learning and stuff. Um, I tried other instruments in the past, but uh, the guitar seemed to stick more with the guitar than any other instruments. And I just, I, that's the instrument I play, is the acoustic guitar. Brother of mine, friend of mine, you open my eyes to a world of mentioned that in a couple of months time you wrote over 10 songs so in terms of those songs specifically were they from personal experience or was it from experiences drawn from around you how do you write your music it it's i'll, I'll take a sometimes i'll take a walk and uh just lyrics come to me um sometimes they rhyme they don't and it's basically writing some poetry and then uh, converting those into uh, song lyrics um, over the years, I've had so many different lyrics in my head, and I felt that uh, during the pandemic and staying at home, I was able to let all those lyrics come out of my head and put them down on, onto paper, write them down, and then actually put notes to them and uh, create songs out of those. So some would be personal. Some are just, just words and lyrics just put together. And one of those songs was Rebel, which was released yesterday. Little Rebel not the devil, little red bull, 
say goodbye, my dear friend. Hope that one day we'll meet again. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.